Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and welcome to Mint. I am Nasreen Sultana. I am an assistant editor at Mint. I keep a close track of all that is happening in the world of stock markets. You are listening to All Things Markets where I speak to experts analyzing the big trends moving the stock markets. From lows hit in March last year after lockdown, small cap and mid cap stocks outpaced Sensex which has gained over 70% in the period. Earlier in 2017, small stocks had a robust rally leading to losses in following years as stocks with no fundamental support lost steam while valuations peaked. But the tide has clearly turned in FY21. Latest data showed that 9 out of 10 stocks sold by mutual funds in February were index heavyweights or large caps. So, to understand how our mid-caps poised for FY22, I am in conversation with Ankit Agarwal, fund manager, QTI Mutual Fund. Hi Ankit, welcome to the show. Hi Nasreen, thanks for inviting me here. So Ankit, as we are uh, closing FY21, uh, there's this very smart returns given by both mid and small cap uh, sector this time. Uh, So if I have to begin the conversation by asking you what led to the super rally in both mid and small cap sectors. I think uh, you know we had seen last year if you see same time you know we were sort of uh, markets were struggling with uh, you know emergence of covid and uh, you know there was a severe sort of a lockdown which followed and as a result you know a lot of the companies uh, you know they faced a lot of pressures on their uh operating businesses and you know we saw significant correction in the markets i think from there uh, as the markets have recovered month on month as the you know businesses have seen their uh, utilizations improve as sort of some amount of uh, lockdown has eased i think that has sort of flowed into uh, the earnings of a lot of the companies and i think that's the revival that we are seeing playing out uh, you know, over the last one year also i would like to say that uh, what we have also seen is that some of the good quality uh, companies have been able to garner market share in this environment uh, from weaker sort of smaller players both in the organized as well as in the unorganized space i think that has also helped some of the listed peers to do significantly better uh, and hence reflecting in uh, some of the good quality businesses really doing well in the last one So Ankit this is a phenomenon which we had also seen in 2017 when uh, both mid and small caps uh, star segment had done much better uh, than the benchmarks and uh, but at the same time uh, they, it was followed by uh, you know sharp correction uh, because there was a lot of uh, commentary in the market said there was a lot of irrational exuberance in those uh, stocks then uh do you see uh, that kind of sentiment now towards the smaller pack smaller stocks uh i know the market condition has changed from what it was in 2017 to what it is now uh but but do you do you think that those concerns are still there about small and mid cap stocks that they fall faster no i think clearly valuations have moved up uh, for the entire space i would say you know whether it's large cap small cap mid cap i would say on a relative basis uh still there is a headroom for mid and small cap to sort of catch up 
to the larger cap here, especially if you see longer term returns that we have seen in the space. Uh, but clearly, going ahead, if the small caps, mid caps have to perform, uh, the earnings revival has to play out uh, over the next two years. And I think that's where uh, you would see the next leg of rally uh, to happen. You know, whenever we are expecting an economic revival uh, to happen, uh, the valuations do sort of jump up uh, much ahead of that expectation. Uh, but for it to sustain and, you know, even deliver going ahead, I think earnings have to follow. Uh, so that is a key uh, determinant of where uh, whether these mid and small caps will continue to outperform. And our sense is that you know in this current low interest rate environment, uh, where uh, good quality businesses are gaining market share, a lot of uh, mid and small cap companies have been able to sort of uh, reduce their debt levels and as a result benefit from uh, financial deleveraging. Also, the growth in top line will get disproportionate benefit on bottom line which may or may not be captured today in the uh, even in some of the valuation metrics that we're seeing. So I think uh, there is a case of revival in the operating uh, metrics and uh, operating performance. If that disappoints, maybe then you might see some sort of a sideways or a correction in the mid and small cap space. Okay. So at the moment, uh, because there is an expectation of the earnings revival going forward. So at the moment, uh, when we look at FY22, uh, you are hoping that... Uh, or your estimates uh, show that mid and small caps are going to probably continue the rally in next year as well? Yeah, so I mean, I think it's contingent on the earnings revival. If your earnings revival uh, plays out as expectation, and obviously you are sitting on a low base of this year, so you know, market will also be looking at what the commentaries are of management, you know, how the broader uh, you know, environment is looking when you do your channel checks. I think if that continues to do well and you continue to see this trend where uh, some of the companies benefit from shift in market share from unorganized or from weaker players to stronger players if you continue to see benefits where uh, you know global supply chains move to india i think uh, those companies will continue to do well and you might see uh, them continue to perform uh, in the future you know maybe you know may not be to the level that we have seen in the last one year but certainly uh, it could be better than the broader uh, market in general. Okay. But what are the big themes that you would be watching out uh, in the mid and small cap segment, uh, especially in FY22? Yeah, so I mean, I think clearly some of the themes that we have been betting on, uh, you know, if you look at, uh, so while we do have a more bottom-up approach to investing, but if you sort of broadly look at the portfolio, some of the areas where we are positive on is again, in, uh, is on the uh, chemicals and, uh, you know, API specialty space where we do believe that this whole trend of China plus one and, you know, whatever channel checks we do, we do see that shift coming in into India and therefore some of the well-capitalized companies, well-managed businesses will end up doing well. Uh, we also believe that there is a long-term structural uh, growth opportunity available in the consumer discretionary, consumer durable space where companies are benefiting, one, from higher penetration and B, also from shift in market share uh, from some of the weaker unorganized players to organized players. We also believe that, uh, you know, auto cycle has seen a sort of, a, a, you know, depressed uh, returns over the last couple of years due to multiple uh, reasons. And, you know, COVID sort of exacerbated the pain in the industry. Uh, I think some of that will also reverse uh, going ahead. So cyclically, uh, we do believe that auto industry is also poised uh, on a revival. 
and you know those are some of the sectors we are looking at. and then selectively some opportunities in the industrial space construction space where we do believe that the real estate cycle is on the cusp of revival uh, affordability levels have gone up so some of the plays in that space uh, are key themes that we are watching out for going ahead very interesting because uh, the themes that you ha- you have in your pack is mostly related to the revival uh, now ankit we are also staring at probably a second wave of covid i know that we have a better control on the spread now uh, with the vaccination process going on in the country so how much have you kind of factored in uh, a, a second wave in your team no so i think uh, you know if i look go back uh, one year and you know, you know if i look at my portfolio back then and if i sort of analyze whether i you know reacted too much to covid uh, you know i i don't think we reacted too much and this is across portfolios uh, because our sense was that you know whatever lo- we were playing still long term structural themes in india and as long as you know those themes continued to make sense from a longer term perspective we continued to sort of uh, re- stay invested in those so for example if you asked me what were my key themes one year back i would have said the same sort of uh, broader thing so we do have a fairly uh, you know balanced mix of portfolio where 70% of my portfolio is linked to uh, most structural opportunities that we see in in the indian economy and you know 30 to 40% will be in port- in companies which are more driven from a turnaround playing out so uh, you know as you know we might have seen a very small minor shuffle of opportunities there but i think broadly we sort of stayed Uh, you know invested in some of the larger structural themes and uh, you know i sort of uh, uh, and some of those themes uh, are also present in you know it healthcare uh, services space where also we have we have fairly good uh, exposure you know from a long term basis so i think having that sort of balanced mix of portfolio helped us during covid times and also sort of part, uh, helped us participate in the recovery when that played out basically you didn't make much of a rejig in your portfolio uh, especially in the mid and small cap segment even during uh, when we were uh, kind of battling with the uncertainty of covid right yeah yes okay so now lo- looking forward uh, because there is lot of upgrades uh, within the within the segments also uh, uh, earnings upgrade stock ratings upgrade uh, so do you what are the big key risks that you would be watching out for in the segment for fy22 no so i think uh, at any given point in time market is plagued with various uh, you know risks some of them uh, are within you know your control some of them are fairly exogenous in nature Uh, so i think uh, as far as some of the exogenous risks are concerned i mean we don't worry too much about them because uh, you know time and again we have seen that you know there are so many risks in the market which you can't even uh, you know uh, imagine you know for example covid is one clear example where nobody would have really anticipated that risk playing out last year uh, so i think the way we look at our portfolio is like look at bottom up opportunities you know how have these companies been able to manage different business cycles in the past uh what is the long term growth opportunity available to them and are they being led by management who are good capital allocators and who focus on high return on invested capital as long as you know some of these key uh, factors are being uh, you know dealt with we, you know there is no point worrying about too many exogenous uh, risks in your portfolio the way to manage those risks is by having a more diversified portfolio uh, and therefore you know as a prudent risk management strategy we do maintain a little bit more diversification uh, in our portfolio which helps us mitigate some of these uh, cyclical risks where some of the sectors might benefit some of them will uh, 
you know will will see a downturn uh, and therefore you know that's the only way you can mitigate some of these risks beyond that i think uh, it's difficult to uh, you know really factor in you know what risks can come in and you know you can't really build your portfolio to uh, mitigate some risk therefore we also have a very clear policy of not keeping many uh, you know uh, significant cash call in the portfolio so we remain mm-hmm. continued invested and want to focus on longer term themes okay uh, but i'm very curious to also uh, ask you that uh, the fund flows in uh, largely in all the equity schemes on the last 5 uh, to 7 months uh, has been actually uh, net that they have been into Uh, negative uh, and there's a bit of uh, you know slow down in the in the sip as well now when i look at especially the mid and small cap segment there also uh, the the it is a there, are, there is redemption and also uh, you know and the month end it's a net sell uh, in uh, both small and mid cap segment funds uh, so what exactly is happening there uh, is there a overall withdrawal or is there a segment wise pressure i think there is fairly uh, you know uh, you know if i look at the data per se we, we have seen a fair amount of redemptions across uh, strategies so i would say that it's more driven uh, from maybe profit booking that some of the you know investors might be doing obviously you know a lot of them would have seen the pain uh, of the fall in in last year march april period and maybe they are sort of taking some profits out uh you are also seeing some amount of uh, you know revival in real estate activities so i don't know if some amount of it is also driven by shift from uh maybe equities you know into real estate but i think uh we have seen it's very difficult to really uh you know understand or make out anything from flows you know those flows can be uh, uh negative for variety of reasons but i get a sense that you know some of it and we have seen this in previous uh, periods also that you know once you see a big fall and uh, when the markets revive you know people it's, it's sort of behavioral psychological that you sort of take some money out because you have seen a very you know sharp fall in uh, markets uh, in in the recent past uh, you know some of it could be driven purely from that but we don't really uh, you know want to interpret too much from uh, you know what the flows are uh, you know how the flows are happening but as a fund manager is it concerning because it's not a one month phenomenon it it's been uh, happening month after month uh, also we are seeing the kind of uh, inflow we are getting in the retail segment uh, who are directly investing into stocks as a fund manager is it concerning no i don't think you know so i i would say personally you know not been able to uh, it's not been very difficult to manage some of this because uh you know a you know you are also doing some amount of profit booking in some of the opportunities and therefore at any given point and you know maybe you uh, you know so that uh, profit booking combined with some amount of inflows that you are receiving uh you know sort of you are able to manage the uh, outflows pretty well so i have not seen any significant pressure at least on the portfolios that i manage from uh, uh you know any redemption flows in fact the small cap fund we have actually uh you know invested uh, very recently because we did the nfo very recently so we were actually able to garner a lot of money over there uh, so you know personally on the mid cap side i think i don't uh, see a lot of pressure because of you know purely redemption flows okay in the beginning of the conversation you briefly touched upon the valuation part i want to f- shift focus on the valuation uh, of course with the rising markets and the uh, earnings are of 
generally depressed. Uh, obviously, year on year, it looks better. But if you compare it, uh, there, there's a lot of room to uh, you know grow. Where, where do you see the uh, valuation for uh, both mid and small cap segment going forward? Is a uh, uh, fraud building up there? No, so clearly valuations have moved up and you know whether you look at it uh, from a price to earnings or price to book basis we are sort of nearing closer to uh, you know one standard deviation from longer term means uh, but you know the only point i'll make there is that any any cycle where you are expecting the markets to see a significant revival going ahead and considering that the interest rates are also low you would see the valuations being a little bit on the higher side uh, the whole point here is that if earnings don't follow, maybe that will result in you know valuations coming back. But uh, you know my sense is as as you get into uh, you know earnings next year, you know, there is a possibility that uh, you know as your earnings surprise, you might see uh, the valuations continue to remain on the higher side for a prolonged period of time. So I think mm-hmm. uh, you know because you are expecting the economy to revive, and therefore the benefit of this base will last not only in will happen not only in FI uh, you know 23, but it might flow into FI 24 also, and mm-hmm. therefore you know you are expecting uh, a, you know sort of a prolonged period of good earnings growth uh, going ahead, mm-hmm. uh, and therefore that basically could keep your valuations on the higher side uh, for the foreseeable future. Okay, all right. Uh, on that note, Ankit, thanks a lot for uh, sharing your insights and perspective, especially on the mid and small cap segment. And uh, thanks a lot again uh, for giving your time. Thanks, Nasreen. For feedback, you can write to me at nasreen.s at lifemint.com or you can reach out to me on Twitter at Nasreen Story. You can also reach out to us at HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And to listen to more podcasts like this, you need to log on to www.htsmartcast.com. This was a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.